When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deep, deep cuts. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. This is round number 19. We are doing a theme show tonight. I'm here with my very best friends from Needham High School. We all graduated back in 1987. We've been sharing music with each other and we are sharing them now with you through this wonderful little podcast. Tonight's theme is Brassy. We're celebrating Derek Brain's super cool college funk band who is a really exciting band called St. Booty. They were a brass heavy band and tonight's theme is all about brassy music so it could be all forms but any cool horn section you'll hear it tonight again i'm here with Derek brain bill federico chris nashawati myself thomas golovich it's deep cuts lost and found round 19 brassy I want to go back to that subject of St. Booty and just yeah, kind of... No, wait, I didn't suggest this. Bill Fido suggested it. it. Derek did not toot his own horn. Oh, I thought I was going to get to say that first. <laughs> damn you. We were all waiting to make that horrible dad pun. But I got to it first. I tooted Derek's horn first. And no, figuratively, of course. But uh, yeah, that was part of it. I, I know Derek uh, wasn't keen probably to talk about it, but I think it's great that uh, Derek was in a brass section and it's really cool. And so if we can talk a little bit about St. Booty and that's a launching pad for us, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I have been thinking about it in the respect that the last couple of shows were kind of around the, the years, you know, your late 90s early 90s, late 80s, when, you know, it was kind of the heyday of, of when I was playing with this band. But, you know, it was a really wonderful time. And, you know, I definitely got to live a lot of my being in a band kind of dreams. And it was a really fun experience. And we put on a great show and we were, it was a party. It was a real party. We were a 12-piece funk band, very much influenced by your JBs and Ohio players and Parliament, et cetera. It was a big, fun mess, and uh, it was a great time. I loved it. Brass bands are interesting because it's tricky to make arrangements for brass. Like, it's pretty, I don't want to say it's easy, but, I mean, having a four-player band of, like, guitar, bass, drums, and keys even is pretty standard. But when you bring in brass, it's kind of like you got to give them enough to do so they're not hanging around for three or four songs doing nothing. So I can't even think of 12 pieces in a band. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Derek, can you just, what are we talking about? So we had uh, a horn section comprised of myself playing cornet, uh, trombone, saxophone. We had a guy playing Fender Rhodes. We had a bass player, a guitar player, a drummer, and two singers, and a percussionist. Um, what am I up to? Marimba player? Marimba. That's it. That's it. So, you know, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> Is that 12? Yeah. You got to 12 pretty fast. It got up to 12. And your instrument was what, a small trumpet or a big trumpet? I actually played a cornet. 
uh, which I really like. So what's the difference between a trumpet and a cornet? Uh, cornet's like a little shorter, a little stouter than a trumpet. Trumpet's a little more elongated. Okay. Um, I think he played a French horn. No, flugelhorn. Flugelhorn, that's it. Flugelhorn is the Chuck Mangione. See, this is the kind of fun we're going to get into tonight. (laughs) (laughs) If you like your brass, if you're feeling horny, this is the place to be. (laughs) It was an amazing, amazing group of people who were really great musicians. I was in a band. I'm not a musician. I was always barely hanging on, trying to keep up with some pretty incredible musicians. But it was a great time. You were just there because you looked good in the shirt. It's true. (laughs) Embarrassing outfits. Can I ask you a question as a horn player who was barely hanging on, as you say? Like you, when I play tennis, for example, and I hit a bad shot, I look at the racket. So when you like hit a bad (laughs) note on the cornet, do you like automatically go for the spit valve and like, oh, that was the problem. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like I would kind of like work, work <laughs> on the keys, kind of see like, oh, is that, yeah, this, it's a little sticky. It's, it's that's what it is. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I actually tried to play the trumpet. What was it? Second grade? Was that when we all had to try an instrument? I think it was fourth. Yeah. I think that okay. was. Yeah. Or, maybe, or maybe it was fourth. But I, I tried the trumpet, but uh, didn't have much luck f- with it. Uh. Didn't take. I actually played Chuck Mangione's Feel So Good at a oh, talent show. It's a great song. At Highland at one point. Wow. My parents not so subtly encouraged me to quit. <laughs> They're like, well, why don't you go outside, play in the street or something? Music uh, isn't for everyone, Billy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Your lips are too big. You, you obviously can't blow into it the right way. Right. <laughs> Move on. Also, it's a tough solo instrument. Like if you got a kid playing piano in the house, it has certain benefits. But if you got a kid who's just swaling away on a saxophone all the time by himself, that can't be a great, like, you know, experience for the family involved. Probably no, not. It was not. And then also we have to out uh, our team member, Rich Air. Yes. Right. Tonight he's on, um, what, a top secret fact-finding mission for the uh, podcast in the... Yes. Darkest reaches of the Amazon or something. <laughs> right. Is that what he's doing? Yes. But he will, he will be missed. Anyways, well, let's get to it. Yeah. Well, I want to ask one thing really quickly is like, how did you guys look for this? Because I think with the theme shows, it's always rather interesting in like, how did you search? So, Billy, I'll turn to you first. Like, what was your approach to finding songs that were brassy? I actually had some songs in mind right away. Um, first, I thought about uh, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Yeah, you did. Because that was the uh, that was the record I uh, looked at quite fondly, the Whipped Cream and Other Delights <laughs> yeah. record. I used to go to your house after school just to look at that record cover. <laughs> I think a lot of, lot of kids of a certain age remember that record cover. Um, a Taste of Honey is a fantastic song. Yeah. Um, so that was actually the first song I thought of. Uh, but I'm not going to play that one. Um, I immediately had a couple bands I thought of, and I, I thought of like a concert I had seen and, you know, watching the, the horn section and, and that kind of inspired me. And then there's another artist I'll, I'll talk about later, but it's not like I was searching for brass bands. I just had a couple that just jumped to mind. Yeah. Derek, how about you? Did you have a, a certain approach? I mean, I guess for me, you know, having kind of listened and played so much of this, I could have just spent weeks and weeks just doing, you know, all the amazing funk stuff you know, that I've listened to over the years, you know, your James Brown, your JBs, your Ohio players, the Parliament, Funkadelics, all that, you know, like that could just go on forever. So for me, I was like, all right, one pick's going to be kind of a real, real favorite, real killer from that world. And then the other one should be something more, you know, along the lines of, you know, a lot of the music that I listen to. It's more to do with what we've been talking about in the podcast. 
But I also just, as soon as I thought about this, it was one song leapt to mind, but it actually took me a while to remember what that song was. I could hear the horn in my head, and for a while, it just took me a bit to figure out what that song was. Did you pick up your horn at all this week? I didn't. I got a real, I, my horns are uh, needing service. I haven't played for a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my go-to cornet just has this weird sound, and I've cleaned it out, and I've done all sorts of things to it, and I can't figure out what's wrong with it. I need to bring it to the shop. It's like Chris's racket. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sort of thrilled that you have a go-to coronet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same one. I mean, it's the one I've always had, but it's down for the count these days. But we call it the go-to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris, you usually end up frequently using the stuff that are your first thoughts, your first ideas. Is that the deal here? Yeah, it didn't happen this way uh, this week. Actually, I, I went old school. I, uh, I just honestly like went up to my little office and I looked at my huge wall of CDs and I just went from A to Z and I just pulled out the ones that had horns and, uh, and I pulled together, you know, a few tracks that I'm, I think are going to go over well. We'll see, but, uh, let's get into it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Derek, why don't you start us off since you, uh, inspired this, uh, excursion. All right. I'm going to just start us off with just a real, real classic and just something that just hits really hard and is is really amazing. Um, it's from uh, the JBs uh, from their 1972 record, Food for Thought. You know, this is James Brown's backup band, but it's sort of this instrumental record they put out that is absolutely amazing. And just some incredible players and some incredible nicknames on this record. It's Clayton Chicken Gunnels on trumpet, <laughs> Daryl Hassan Jameson, uh, obviously Bootsy Collins on bass. But uh, Phelps Catfish Collins Brother. on guitar. Of course. No Fred Wesley, the wonderful, wonderful um, trombone player Fred Wesley, not on this particular record. But the second this starts, it'll sound familiar to a lot of people because of how much this song has been sampled. Is Clyde Stubblefield on this one? Uh, not on this one. I don't believe so. Um, but I'd have to check. One of the interns will check that out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know. This song in particular has been sampled by just an uh, just a murderer's row of everyone from Public Enemy to Eric B and Rakim, Wu Tang Clan, etc. But it's just it's just great. The song is called "The Grunt." It's by the JBs. Deep cuts, lost and found, round nineteen. It's brassy.
so fun, man. So fun. Yeah, it wasn't uh, Clyde Stubblefield. It was Frank Waddy playing drums on that one, at least. Nice. That's a good, that was a good track, man. Oh, it's such a good track. I mean, that whole record, Food for Thought, is just killer. It's so great. What makes that big wheezy sound? I think that's somebody just maxing out a, a sax. Yeah. Like, just like. Maxing out a sax. <laughs> yeah, I think. Could have been a trumpet. My guess is that's a, somebody making a crazy saxophone noise. No, I think maxing out the sax. Good call. Yeah, I think they're maxing out the sax. Yeah. But it is wheezy. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, when I think about brass, I can't help myself. I think immediately about the great brass bands from the Balkans. And a lot of the great brass bands from the Balkans, you know, come from a gypsy background. I think gypsy music is sort of a huge influence on, on the culture. You can hear a lot of great brass bands out of Serbia, out of uh, Macedonia, out of uh, Romania. They're kind of all over the sort of greater Balkans area. And one of my favorite sort of composers for this world is a film score composer named Goran Bregovic. Uh, he was the composer that did a lot of the scores to Amir Kustritz's films, including Time of the Gypsies, Arizona Dream, Underground. And he found an amazing Serbian singer um, named uh, Shaban by Marovic, who is of the Romani ethnicity. He is known as sort of one of the kings of Romani music. Um, grew up in severe poverty in a gypsy camp, basically busked to support his family for a long time. Um, he ended up falling in love when he was 19, ran away. And those days, which was Yugoslavia, you were put in jail because you didn't go to the army. So basically because he skipped the army to fall in love, he got put in jail for three years uh, in a place called Goliotok, which is an island with nothing. Goli is naked island. It's just rocks. Jeez. And basically they just had prisoners spending years there just moving rocks from one place to the other. And that is where he became a great uh, musician, but also a great goalkeeper, which is kind of cool. He was nicknamed the Black. He was nicknamed the Black Panther. He was like the great, fast-paced goalie for the uh, prison team on Goldie Otok. So this feels like a movie. It's a great story. What was the movie with Stallone where he played goalkeeper? Victory. Victory. You're thinking it, of victory. Yeah. Yes, it's it's super interesting. <laughs> with Pele and Michael Caine, the one-two acting punch of Pele and Michael Caine. <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm sorry if I'm in this. What what time period are we talking about? This is in the 1950s. So uh, Yugoslavia. And uh, into the 60s, uh, he ended up just sort of becoming eventually an incredibly important um, gypsy singer. And Goran Bregovic captured him on this incredible um, project. And Maki Maki is the song I'm going to play. So Goran Bregovic is the name of the composer. The song is actually, well, composer of the music. The song is written by Shaban by Marovic, who is basically the, uh, the singer. I know, I'm doing my best. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys like it's Maki Maki. Easy come me, easy come me. Mariana, Mariushka, 
Μαρία Ρούσκα, Μαρούσκα Μακι, μακι Μακι, μακι Μαρία, μα, Μαρίουσκα Μαρία Ρούσκα, Μαρούσκα Endlessly makes me joyously happy. Maybe it's an ethnic thing. Maybe it's just like my parentage. I don't know, but I just love this stuff. Oh, it's very cool. I like it. I, I really do. I, you know, it's got kind of a just a real hard on hard on its sleeve. Even though I have no idea what they're talking about, but it's definitely got a real something to it. I mean, it's uh, remember that guy Beirut, the band Beirut. Yes, mm-hmm. sure. mm-hmm. Zach Condon. This is totally what he. He did the hipster version of this. Well, he's from New Mexico, which is not exactly the Balkans, but yeah. But I don't, but the name of the record was Gulag, Gulag Orca Star, which yeah. you know sounds a little more like. I almost played him. He's great. I saw him perform in Montreal once. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it, but definitely thought back to that record, you know, know, 2005, 2006 or something. Well, there's only so many indie records that have a Balkan feel. Yeah. (laughs) But I liked, I think that was really good. I loved it. I'm going to guess that's the deepest cut of the night, unless Nash has a Romanian song. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Tom may yet have something else up his sleeve that's that's deeper. Tom may go deeper. (laughs) You You never know. Well, Billy, you get to uh, to go next. Where would you like to take? Oh, sure. Um, like I said, I was going to go with Beirut, but no, I won't do that. Um, I'm going to go with what just came to me immediately when I thought of this, which was um, my favorite SoCal new wave band, Oingo Boingo, um, because they have a great horn section, uh, a three-piece with trumpet, sax, trombone. Uh, although sax is not technically brass, as I understand it. Because it has a reed, is that right, Derek? No, it's more of a woodwind. But you know, I think we decided that right. you know we would we'd be willing to branch into <laughs> horniness after being brassy. <laughs> true, true. Send us your angry emails about the delineation between more of a yeah. guideline than a rule, right? Yeah. 
It'll be great if we get feedback complaining about the fact that we didn't limit it to the four brass instruments. <laughs> did that one last one have tuba, by the way? Yes, it did. Absolutely. Uh, tough to find a rock song with tuba. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so I'm going with from their sophomore record, uh, Nothing to Fear. The song is Wild Sex in the Working Class. I don't know if you guys were first exposed to it like I was with 16 Candles. There's that scene where Anthony Michael Hall tries to impress Molly Ringwald and comes out dancing for her. That's right. And, uh, and he does his little spin and then does a split, jumps up, and she runs off crying. Farmer Ted. <laughs> Love that movie did not age well. No. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a couple of problematic uh, scenes. It's got a several, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this song just reminds me of being young, going to high school dances. It's just such a punchy... A uh, horny song. <laughs> I think of Fred Flintstone sliding down the brontosaurus neck and getting off work and going home to, well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. All right. It's, Maybe not everyone thought of it that way. Is that uh, what Yabba Dabba Do means? I <laughs> well, let's Yabba Dabba Do it, Tommy. Uh, right. Wild sex in the working class. Boingo, boingo. It's deep cuts.
thinking of you Work so hard Thinking of you It's nothing like Oingo Boingo, man. It's oh, so fun. They are unique, aren't they? <laughs> the instrumentation that they, you know, cobble together is so interesting. And it's so interesting the direction that Danny Elfman's career took. Right. I mean, just look at the Simpsons theme song. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's... You can hear a little bit, like in the part where like when he's running home yeah. after work, you can hear the Simpsons. He just has a different sort of like weird orchestra playing in his head. And it's... Yeah, uh, thank it's, God. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. Thank God he taps into it. It's amazing. Was anyone else there at the um, the show when they opened up for Squeeze? No. Mm-mm. Was that on Lansdowne or? No, I saw him at a club. I remember seeing him on Lansdowne at, yeah. at some point. Okay. I saw him at a club, but we also saw him opening for Squeeze, and I went with Jim. Mahoney. I guess it was just me and Jim, and Jim had had a lot of jungle juice, as he liked right. to call it back in the day. <laughs> right. Um, and no one else was dancing during Oingo Boingo, and we were like, like first 15 rows. Out. And, you know, we couldn't, you know, stop it. And Someone told us to sit down, and I was like, you know, we. Jim turned around and almost ripped the guy's head off. Wow. <laughs> it's like it's Oingo Boingo. <laughs> exactly. Respect the Boingo. Exactly. It got uh, got a little heated. Got tense. Yeah. Did they travel with like a marimba? Did they tour with a yeah. marimba or a xylophone or whatever that was? You gotta have a marimba and a xylophone. They must have both. Yeah. They had a marimba player. I mean, it was like that was their. Yeah. It wasn't like a guy who like played the guitar and also played the marimba. Right. right. They had a marimba player. Right. <laughs> Not to date when we record these, but we were carving pumpkins last night. Yeah. Put on a playlist, a Halloween playlist, and it was, you know, leaned very heavily on Oingo Boingo. Um, it was a lot of Oingo Boingo. I had to talk to my 12-year-old about the wonders of Oingo Boingo. Right. No One Lives Forever. Um, yeah. Some great stuff on that record. Yeah. What's the connection, though, with brass and sex? Like this song has it, but we, I know we were talking before the show about a bunch of album covers, like from the seventies, like Ohio players and talking about Herb Alpert. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the brass players got tired of being ignored and they were like, let's work this magic. <laughs> well, think about how the saxophone plays into all of your steamy erotic thrillers on yeah. Cinemax in the 1980s, you know? That's true. The average white band with the W in the shape of a woman's derriere. Yes. Very, 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 very tasteful. Well, that, a lot of that soul and funk uh, stuff was, you know, it was sexy, sexy music, you know. Yeah, true, um, true. There was no way around it. Music for the hips. The way, you, the way you danced to it, the way it made you feel, you know, there was a lot of sex content, both lyrically and rhythmically. Well, since you just mentioned uh, Halloween, um, Danny Elfman is doing a big Nightmare Before Christmas show in oh, L.A. with nice. Billie Eilish uh, singing and guesting on it. Really? And it should be tremendously fun. It's going to be like a- Are you going? No, I'm going to be traveling. So unfortunately, I'm oh, not going to be right. in town for it. But um, it is one of the fun things of being in L.A. is you get these amazing shows at the Hollywood Bowl or at the new Bank of California Stadium, which I think is where it's happening on the 29th and 31st. It's just like one of those great things where, you know, people like Danny, who usually are working in a studio get a chance to be in front of a big crowd and share things like Nightmare you know before Christmas which is a huge I'm sure movie. that'll be wild yeah super super fun uh, Chris you are the uh, the fourth in our first round of uh, ideas okay well it's not Romanian actually so um, you know you mentioned that uh, brass and sex had a um, a connection well this isn't entirely that but it does tap into another hunger 
Uh, another appetite, <laughs> if you will. Oh boy, color me intrigued. This song is called Fried Neck Bones and Some Home Fries yeah. by a uh, Latin American percussionist named Willie Bobo, who was famous as a percussionist and timbali player in the 60s, 50s and 60s. This is from 1966, his album Uno, Dos, Tres. It is really funky and uh, kind of haunting. And um, if you're in the mood for some fried neck bones and home fries, you know, this is this is definitely, if you're not, this will put you in the mood for it. So, uh, Thomas, hit it. Deep cuts. Right? Mm. Mm. It's good stuff. It's just perfect. I've never had a fried neck bone, but I'm ready. I'm ready for one. I feel like it's got this haunted vibe to it. It's like ghosts are summoning them to a diner to order, the, order this. <laughs> totally. But uh, it also sounds like it should be in a Jim Jarmusch movie a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Absolutely. Right. Someone's got to help me. What's that sound? The, the, 
you know, it's like that's a a quica, quica, a quica, it's a quica. Okay, spell it. It's it's G U I C A. It's the gourd with the ridges on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that sound. It's great. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a marimba, but you're playing it against something. Or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But he was hardcore. I mean, he was like he played percussion for Tito Fuente when he was like 19 years old. Yeah, you know, he played on stuff with like. Miles Davis, yeah. Herbie Hancock, Cannonball Adderley. I mean, he's Willie Bobo. Yeah, he's Willie Bobo. <laughs> and that song is kind of iconic. I mean, it has shown up in a couple of projects, and it was in a Sopranos episode a while ago. Yeah. Uh, it does pop up here and there, but it's one of those songs like it should have been probably in the Out of Sight soundtrack, which seems like it's yeah. like in the pocket. I don't think it was, but it feels like that kind of thing. Like it, it gives you attitude and personality, but it's also at a nice tempo. It's not too fast, it's a sexy, funky tempo. He's got a couple other songs that were really familiar to me. One one was Juicy, and then there's one called Spanish Grease, that if you heard them, you, you'd sort of know them. Are they all food-related? Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he's really good. I would urge folks to check him out. And that the horns in it are really, really good, too. Um, yeah. You know, I thought Derek would appreciate that as well. Yeah, I like those kind of more sleepy horns like that. Sleepy horns. Well, Derek, do you have a sleepy horn for us next? <laughs> I don't. I got a real kind of a... A blazer? Ants in my pants, and I got a dance horn? No, not necessarily. No, this is different. This is what, when we said, oh, horns, brass, this trumpet part immediately leapt to my mind, but it took me a little while to remember what it was from. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an intro to a song, and it goes on for a while, but it's just this incredible build where between this killer horn part that's being played and the sort of band just kind of playing this stuff that's just like, get ready, get ready, is just so good. Um, it's the first track off the Waterboys record, Don't Bang the Drum. Nice. Uh, is the name of the song from their record, This is the Sea. Um, but the trumpet player is this guy, uh, Roddy Lorimer, Scotsman from Glasgow, who played on just an incredible amount of music, you know, both uh, recording sessions on stage, everybody from Beyonce to The Who to Blur, Primal Scream, Dave Gilmore, you know, Rolling Stones, Supergrass, just goes on and on and on. This guy's played uh, with so many people, but it's just one of these great, great trumpet parts and a great build up to this song. It's amazing. Uh, it's uh, Don't Bang the Drum by the Water Boys with uh, Roddy Lorimer on trumpet. Steve Cuts.
love that you've got trumpet and saxophone. I mean, it's a lot like, of sax. Oh my goodness! Yeah, some good sax after that. That big. That opening was amazing. Yeah, I think that was ah. Anthony Thistleweight on um, saxophone. Oh yes, coming in later in that song. But I just love that build up and that trumpet part in the beginning. I love this record so much. Yeah, like it's this, great to hear some Water Boys. Yeah, that's awesome. Always, they're so great. And this is Carl Wallinger was still in the band on this one, and then he left for Fisherman's Blues. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he was still there for this and for uh, you know, the record with Hold the Moon, This is the Sea. Yeah. And then World Party. I think they wanted this to be the single, but um, you know, they were pushed to Hold the Moon, which I think worked out well for them, but I think they liked. I also see how this could not be the single just because the intro is so non-singly. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I love it, but it's not radio friendly. No, right. it's not. Well, uh, you have changed my pick again. So <laughs> uh, I always didn't mean to. I love how I love how you can just pivot on a dime, though, Tommy. I can't do that. I was excited about playing a Cuban thing. Oh, I, this is just how he gets to introduce his honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The previous ones. But well played, sir. I forgot. I would never have thought of the Water Boys for this. So what's exciting to me about Derek's pick right now is I forgot how much I love that intro. And that intro is sort of like this amazing kind of like almost Mexican Spanish kind of trumpet. And then of course, when the sax comes in, it's got a different kind of feel. It's, it's a very brassy record, but I never thought of it that way. And one of the things that was fun for me in digging around was thinking about where do I remember the brass, but it may be just one small part of it. And I thought hip hop is a really fun place where sometimes a sample will go a great distance. And if you've got a really memorable sample, and I think in this case, it was actually recorded for the record, it becomes sort of part of the iconic experience. And it reminds people who don't normally listen to brass instruments of how cool they are. So uh, this is Outcast. It is Audi Spotty, Dopalicious. I hope you dig it.
thickens It gives me the dickens reminiscent of Charles A little discotheque nestled in the ghettos of Nickerville, USA Via Atlanta, Georgia A little spot where young men and young women go to experience their first little taste of the nightlife Me? Well, I've never been there Well, perhaps once, but I was so engulfed in the old E I never made it to the dope You speak of hardcore Why the DJ sweating out all the problems and troubles of the day Anyway, Andre goes on for a bit on this, but uh, from the Balkans to Atlanta. Yes, totally. This is a record I listened to probably as much as any hip hop album. It caught me in a sweet spot. It got released at a time that I was just absolutely so excited to hear it. I was a huge fan of Outkast and it was, I was ready. I was primed for this record. And when Equemini came out, which I guess was like 97, um, I was just, in love and just overwhelmed by how great it was. And this is just one of those tunes where like they just took the kind of like, uh, the brass band of the, of, you know, a college, you know, kind of sound the sort of like the team band playing and just kind of caught the spirit of it. And it's such a great hook and it's such a great groove and it's so confident. And so, I don't know. I just love it. So there it is. Outcast. Like it. Very nice. All right, Billy, where should we go? Okay. Um, I'm going to take another left turn and, uh, go with a Frank Sinatra song. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Wow. Did not see that coming. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad I have an excuse to play Sinatra. I wasn't expecting it during the, the length of this podcast to ever get to do it. So I'm happy I can. Uh, my godfather introduced me to a couple of things, Sinatra and Scotch. So, uh, to Joe, uh, he used to give me uh, Johnny Walker at, at Christmas time, and then he'd always play, you know, Sinatra when we'd visit them around Christmas. So, um, how old were you when he was giving you Johnny Walker? <laughs> Six. I go, kid, just put hair on your chest. Exactly. He also had a bear rug. I mean, literally a bear that he had he had killed. Wow. In a rug. Um, Joe was a man's man. Great guy. Um, but yeah, he got me into Frank. Um, I'm going to play a song from Sinatra in Swinging Brass, Swinging with an apostrophe, no, no G at the end. And I think that's one of six records that Frank has with Swinging in it, in the title. <laughs> um, if, it, if it don't swing, it don't mean a thing. Uh, this is a great song. It's a great kiss-off song. Uh, Frank really relishes telling a woman who had broken his heart, who now has her heart broken, that you know she's got hers. Uh, it's bouncy. It's got a nice punchy attitude. Like I said, it's got a lot of schadenfreude in it. It's got Neil uh, Hetty instead of Nelson Riddle doing the uh, arrangement. Um, you may know him from the Odd Couple theme and the Batman theme. Hmm. Oh, those are two big ones. I thought the Odd Couple theme was Henry Mancini. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll get the intern on that, but I'm yep. pretty sure Neil Henty, great trumpeter, but also composer and arranger. The original Batman theme, uh, you know, that's that's all him. Great brass in that, too. Uh, but again, this is Goody Goody from Sinatra and Swingin' Brass. So you met someone who sets you back on your heels. Goody Goody, you met someone and now you know how it feels. Goody Goody, you gave him your heart too, just as I gave mine to you. And he broke it in little pieces. Now how do you do? Hey, you lie awake just singing the blues all night. Goody, goody, you think that love's a barrel of dynamite. 
Hooray and hallelujah You had it coming to you Goody, goody for him Goody, goody for me And I hope you're satisfied Cause you got yours Just as I gave mine to you And it broke it in little pieces Yeah, how do you do? So you lie awake just to sing in the blues all night Goody, goody, so you think that love is a barrel of dynamite Hooray and hallelujah You had it coming to you Goody, goody for him Lots of goodies for me And I hope you're satisfied, you rascal, you I hope you're satisfied, you rascal, you Now that's brassy. That is so brassy. It's brassy, brassy dame. I feel like I just stepped in a big pile of brassy. I don't know why, but I know nothing of... The taste of my um, wife's mother's musical taste. But I do know that she cannot take Frank Sinatra. Does not like him? I don't know what it is, <sighs> but like she stopped going to a certain restaurant in town because they only played Frank Sinatra. She's like, I can't, she can't take it. I can't listen to Frank Sinatra. But that's the only thing I know about her musical taste is that something about Frank Sinatra drives her up the wall. That's all I know. That's useful. That's funny. <laughs> Well, Chris, you get to close out our show. I have chosen, um, you played a sample on your Outcast song. This is also a sample, Use of Brass, from Bolero on the Moon Rocks by the Peter Thomas Sound Orchestra. But the song is the title song of the 1998 Pulp album, This Is Hardcore. Oh. And I love the way that uh, the horns are used in this song. It's very louche and very James Bondy. And um, Louche and Pulp go hand in hand, yeah. I, I really like um, how Louche and uh, James Bondy, the, the horns are in this song. So this is Hardcore from Pulp, 1998. Hit it. Deep Cuts, round 19, Brassy.
does sound like a James Bond audition tape, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, very cinematic in that piano. Yeah. It's a different approach to, you know, kind of horns. Like this is, you know, not the horns aren't really, really out in front. They're kind of adding this certain color that maybe this band doesn't normally have. That's right. Um, that, you know, I think is really effective and, and great. Yeah. I'm not I'm not the hugest pulp fan, but I this song for some reason just like really tickles a, a funny bone for me in a good way. Yeah. yeah well, uh, Jarvis Cocker is kind of a, a rake. Yeah. So this kind of fits him well, I think. Yeah. I think it's precursor to um, Portishead. I'm trying to think when Portishead got released. Uh, uh, around the same time. Around the same time. 98. This is 98. So, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of reminds you of that there was a real interest in these sort of noir kind of sounds mm-hmm. happening and that yeah. weird mix of downbeat sort of electronic music mixed with pop music. Trip-hop. Mixed with rock. Yeah, trip hop. And it's a really neat time period to just explore music fun pick yeah thank you tune in in five weeks yeah when we discuss trip hop in there you go. exactly uh well let's talk about further listening so what would be recommendations derek do you have a recommendation for a, a brassy record for people to explore yeah i mean i think i brought up these guys a few times tonight um it's the band ohio players they have a super sexy record from 1974 <laughs> called skin tight um Really, you know, it's got a song called Skin Tight and a uh, the song right after Skin Tight is uh, Streaking Cheek to Cheek. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, you know, they're a great band and I, you know, I almost played Skin Tight, the song tonight. Patreon viewers, tune into this. Tom is showing yeah. you the, the sleeve of the album and everything. Yep. Nary a stitch of clothing. <laughs> a belt. Boots and a belt. Um <laughs> But you can't go wrong. They're amazing um, musicians, and it's a super funky record. It's great. Ohio players, skin tight. Very nice. Nice. Billy, what would be your recommendation for further listening? Whew, I don't know how to follow that love roller coaster. Um, <laughs> let's see. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to recommend that it's not particularly funky, but does have horns of... The band Beulah. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. know them, yeah. but uh, they're a really fun band. They're from San Francisco. Um, the album I'm going to recommend is from 1999, uh, When Your Heartstrings Break. Um, there's a wonderful song that closes it called, If We Can Land a Man on the Moon, Surely I Can Win Your Heart. And it's just a very uh, catchy, fun song, and it does have a, a nice brass section. Uh, I highly recommend Beulah. Excellent. Chris, have you got a uh, recommendation? I do. Um, I think, you know, the Commodores get a lot of uh, flack for being kind of square because of Lionel Richie and like, you know, (laughs) three times a lady, whatever. But they have some fat horns, um, especially on, I almost played songs, uh, Slippery When Wet or Too Hot to Try. (laughs) And even Easy, you know, Easy Like Sunday Morning has some great horns in it. Yeah. Um, So I would definitely recommend the Commodores. People give them another look. Nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm on board. My dad could never understand the words to Brick House. Yeah. He would be like, Brick Owls? Owls? He thought, he thought like someone had stepped on someone's foot. Right. <laughs> Brick owl? How do you do with cameo? Ow. Word up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a different variation for brass. Uh, the Tom Waits album Swordfish mm. Trombones. Trombones. There you go. It's even in the title. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just an amazing record, and it is such a playful, and it's got circus vibes in it, and it's got... 
you know, Eastern European sounds. And it's just a, it's a hodgepodge of Tom Waits. I think the peak of his creativity, 1983 was the year it got released and it has just beautiful brass all over it. It's just a very, very compelling record. So yeah, my recommendation is Tom Waits album, Swordfish Trombones from 1983. And now is, uh, we'll talk, let's talk about uh, social media first. So we're kind of all over the place, Billy, you want to break it down for us? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or the gram or Insta. I don't know which one the kids call it, but uh, we're on all of them. Uh, Search for Deep Cuts Lost and Found. You'll find us. Please, please, please comment, leave reviews. We want to hear from you. We want to talk back to you. Anybody who writes anything, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, we will write back. We're more than happy to. Nothing makes us happier. All right, now you're just sounding desperate. (laughs) (laughs) I am desperate. Please reach out to me. I'll give you my personal email. (laughs) (laughs) And Chris, you're active on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle? I am. It's at Chris Nashawati. Excellent. And I'm slowly but surely starting. It's at Thomas Golovich. Good luck with the spelling. Um, And you'll occasionally catch me on uh, some sort of social media presence. Derek, uh, I assume you're going to forego the social media thing? Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, he's out. Fair enough. Derek uses like uh, two cans and the string. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's now on Meta. Okay. He doesn't even use Facebook. That's right. Please. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Now it's the fun part is the vote to yes. what is, uh, in our minds, the most deep cut, the most compelling cut, the song that we felt was most brassy or most compellingly, surprisingly brassy, uh, or in any way, uh, something that transported us. So, are you guys all ready? I'm going to need the spelling of Aaron Brockovich. You're. Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you. It's Goran Bregovich, G O R A N B E R. You want me to spell any other ones, to be fair? <laughs> <laughs> The accent is over the sea, I presume. It's over the sea, as always. Ah, nice. Yes. You've been paying attention. I appreciate that. Ma- mahi, mahi, but with a K. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Mahi, mahi it's with a song. K. <laughs> like the fish, but different. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, would you, uh, are you, are you ready? One, two, no, three? I, no. All I know is the Mahi, Mahi song and then sexy maki, songs. Maki, 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 Maki. Give, give us a quick roll call, Tommy. Of course. So. Derek opened up with the JBs and the track The Grunt from Food for Thought. Uh, I came in with Goran Bregovic and Maki Maki uh, featuring Shaban Bayramovic, the vocalist. Uh, Billy came in with Oingo Boingo and Wild Sex in the Working Class from Nothing to Fear is the album. Chris came in with uh, Willie Bobo, amazing percussionist, Fried Neck Bones and some Home Fries from Uno Dos Tres is the album. Derek came in with The Water Boys and Don't Bang the Drum from This Is the Sea, their second record, or was it their third? I forgot which one. Early second, on in their career. Second record. I think you're right. Uh, I came in with Outcast, Spotty, Audi, Dopalicious from Aquemini, and uh, Billy came in with the crooner, Frank Sinatra, The Man, Goody Goody is the song from Frank Sinatra and Swingin' Brass, or just Sinatra and Swingin' Brass. Yes. Chris closed it out with the wonderfully pulpy and noiry pulp, This Is Hardcore, from their album, This Is Hardcore. And that is it. Are we all uh, ready to pop it into the chat? I think so. Ready to go. Let's do this. All right. One, two, three. All right. Water boys with the win. Oh, Water boys with right. the win. It was a squeaker. We had three choices, none of which we're going to win because we needed a second vote. Yeah. All power to Roddy. Yep. Well done. So Derek Brain takes it with the Water Boys um, and the amazing, wonderfully exciting song, uh, Don't Bang the Drum from This Is the Sea. That will be in our bonus round. You can catch us on Patreon if you want to check those out. On behalf of Derek Brain, Bill Federko, Chris Nashwadi, myself, Thomas Golubich, this has been The Brassy Show, round 19 of Deep Cuts Lost and Found. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will be back again on round 20 
Money, which is what, 1992? What year are we at? 92, 92, baby. 92. So coming back next week with 92. Look forward to catching you all soon. Peace. Peace.